Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Well, the one thing about anxiety that I want you guys to really understand, and this is something that Max and Kit talks about, anxiety and excitement are the same feeling. Legitimately the same feeling in your body. When you get excited, what happens? Your stomach is tossing and turning, you're breathing faster, your heart is racing. When you get anxious, what happens? Your stomach is tossing and turning, you're breathing heavier, your heart is racing, right? Of course, there's other symptoms with anxiety. But if you change the label, if instead of you say to yourself, oh my God, I'm so anxious, and you say, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. Look what I get to do. Mm -hmm. It flips it and it changes that feeling. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. My name's Asley Maslow, and I'm your host. And that clip was from today's guest, Crystal Ray. Crystal is a Reiki healer, Reiki master, actually. She is a certified health and fitness coach, and she's on a mission to help women live a holistic and healthy life. On this episode, Crystal shares with us how she manages multiple passions in her career. She talks about her health and food journey and some of her best tips on anxiety. I have no idea how I found Crystal, but we somehow ended up being Facebook friends and I got on her free weekly meditations and I love them and I ended up becoming a Reiki healer under her program. So I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. It's gold. She shares so many great tips. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to let her get right into it. I'm a certified health and fitness coach and Reiki master. And basically, I'm on this mission to help women learn how to live a holistically healthy life that works for them is sustainable and is easy. Love it. Very to the point. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you work a full-time job. You have a coaching business, health programs. You do a live meditation almost every weekday. You do a weekly Reiki session. You do moon rituals. You have a blog, podcast, YouTube. You have a journal, jewelry, candles. And you just got engaged. (laughs) So how do you balance all of that? Great question. (laughs) So when you say it like that, I mean, dang, it sounds like a lot. But it doesn't feel like that much. No. So my best way to explain how do I do it all, I don't do everything at once. I'm not sitting here focusing on everything. And if you look at my blog, full transparency, you're going to see I haven't had a blog post in a long time. Okay. What I do is I focus on the things that I'm passionate about right now. So being engaged totally threw me for like a loophole, which was just like <laughs> a week of, I don't, I don't even know what happens of like just being on cloud nine. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But before I dive into like, how do I balance it all? Like we have to remember that motivation comes in flows. So during everything since March, like my emotions have kind of been up and down all over the place. 
So it's kind of been like, okay, am I always creating? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I create when I when I feel like I want to create. But the whole meditation thing, every single night, eight o'clock, I started that in March when the virus hit us. And it was really just my way of giving back to figure out like, how can I help someone else feel more calm right now? Like many mm-hmm. people don't know how to meditate and they have such resistance towards it. And I just want to be like, all right, hold on. Let's just throw out everything that we've learned and like, let's just do something different and find stillness, right? Like we don't have to look at it the same way, but basically when it comes to juggling everything, my best advice is to focus on one thing at a time, but Mm -hmm. you could focus on many things at a time. So with the journal that I created, it's like you just structure your time and, and day of like, okay, I'm going to focus on this right now, then I'm going to focus on that. And then it looks like you're doing a lot within a week because you are. But like in that moment, you're just focusing on this one thing. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. editing a YouTube video, I'm not doing anything else but editing my YouTube video. Same thing with a podcast. Same thing with making candles. Like, yes, if I'm making candles and I'm waiting 10 minutes or 20 minutes because I need the candles to cool, then I can like go and do something else and then come back to pour another layer of like wax on top. Mm -hmm. So that's like managing how you're kind of multitasking. But it's more so just like focus on one thing but then make time for all the things. Yeah, yeah. So you're basically just really good at focusing on what your priority is at the moment. Right. So like every day I come up with what are my non-negotiables? Like Mm -hmm. today, what is it that I absolutely have to do? And my non-negotiables change every single day. And so anyone who's been following me, and you know this by now, Mm -hmm. I drink celery juice. But Mm -hmm. I don't drink celery juice every morning because sometimes – the grocery store doesn't have great celery. And like, I only got three instead of five and I didn't go to the grocery store yet. So then I have lime water instead. Right. So it's like, I like to think of my time and my schedule as in like, okay, what is my non-negotiables for my health? What are my non-negotiables for my business? What are my non-negotiables for my day job? Okay. I have these meetings. I can't miss. Okay. I know that at three o'clock on a Tuesday, I'm in a meeting. That's it. It's booked. There's no if, ands, or buts, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I know in order for me to feel good today, I need to drink some water and I need to listen to my body. Ideally, I want to move my body. I want to have celery juice or lime water and I want to eat. So, you know, so I, I come up with my non-negotiables and then like my, what would I like to get done? Mm-hmm. What should get done? And, and I just kind of like chip away at it from that point of view. So that kind of gives you a little bit more structure as to how I do things. <laughs> yeah, I think that really helps because... For a while, when I first went, like, full-time into my business, I felt like I was working all the time but not getting anything done, and I realized, like, I wasn't working on the right things that would actually move me forward. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, you're also what you consider vegan-ish and gluten-free. So, what made you decide to take that? dietary route and why have you decided not to become a full vegan great question so i've been on a food journey since i don't know 2007 i i've been doing this thing of getting a virus in my body or getting something or an illness or anxiety or all these different things or my stomach was hurting me and i was like all right something is off with my body i know it's off like i know i'm not crazy Mm -hmm let me try manipulating my diet to see if it'll help me in this type of way. And so a lot of my dietary changes came from working with different holistic doctors. I worked with a kinesiologist, I worked with a functional medicine doctor, I worked with a homeopathist, I worked with a doctor I don't even know what he's classified as, a whole bunch of different types, okay? All holistic, all, you know, 
not your typical doctor. Mm-hmm. And each one of them had their own preference of what type of diet I should have. And I would follow them. I would follow them for a month or two months or however many months. I followed one for an entire year in which I stopped eating all these foods that I was reacting to. I was, like, sensitive to them. So I quit garlic, bananas, string beans, Brussels sprouts, like, a huge list of foods for an entire year. Yeah. Trying to eat out when you can't have garlic is, like, a whole (laughs) other story, okay? But I did a road trip while I couldn't eat garlic for a year, and I figured it out. And I was still eating protein, and... (laughs) I was able to do it, okay? So nothing's impossible. But anyway, so in long story short, because I'm rambling right now, but basically I like thought that I got myself to a place where I was okay, but I I still didn't feel fully okay. Mm -hmm. Like emotionally, mentally, I, you know, I have anxiety. I might have dark thoughts. I, I just wasn't, I wasn't quite where I wanted to be. And I had experienced feeling amazing before. Mm -hmm. I had gotten to that level. So I knew what it felt like. So basically what happened was that in December of 2017, I ate a salad again, and this is like the second time that it happened to me, ate a salad and had excruciating stomach pains where I'm having an anxiety attack in the office. Hmm. And my VP, I'm like crying in front of him because the pain hurts so bad. And like, I, I can't get rid of it. And at that point I started seeing a new functional medicine doctor. We went on our whole long journey And then basically when I was working with him, I discovered Anthony Williams, Medical Medium, did his celery juice thing. And then his book, Medical Medium, that first book, he basically wrote my entire health history when he was describing what happens when you have Epstein-Barr virus. Mm. I was like, no, that I have Epstein-Barr virus. I know it. I got tested and I do have Epstein-Barr virus in my body. It's not active. Thank goodness. But I have it, which means, Mm. yes, that is a conclusion for me. I kind of like solved all these pieces together. And so he talks about not having animal protein and Mm -hmm. letting go of eggs and if you have a lot of strep throat which i'm guilty of having strep throat all the time eggs contribute to that so i stopped eating eggs to help my throat which it has um and then also at that point when i decided to let go of animal protein in 2016 i was working with an awful trainer and she had me eating an insane amount of protein a day and i didn't know better I just didn't know better. I was new to all of this stuff. It was 2016. She had me eating over 200 grams of protein a day. I weigh 120 pounds. (laughs) Any of you guys are in this industry, you know that is insane. Like, grown men don't even need that much protein a day. Okay, So she steered me wrong for six months. So basically by the time after I had finished competing in 2016, like, I was so nauseous whenever I would look at animal protein that for me it was like a no-brainer in 2018 where I was like, look, my body has been telling me to stop eating meat like I'd look at it I'd get sick of at it like I'd get sick of the idea of it like I just was repulsed and I was like all right I'm just gonna let it go so yeah. super long-winded answer I'm sorry but there you guys go <laughs> that's how I got there <laughs> yeah I'm um when I turned 18 I became a vegetarian because I just I never really liked meat so I was like well it'll be easier when I go to like people's houses and I don't want to eat their meat just to say I'm a vegetarian <laughs> Exactly. So the only reason I'm just thinking of the other half of your question. Also, on that note, you don't know what type of quality people are getting. They might not get the mm, great quality. You know, yeah. like, just give me the vegetables. But one of the reasons why I'm not, like, full-blown vegan, I like honey. And I do believe in the healing powers of honey. I do think it's a beneficial thing. And I'm also not, like, about the vegan lifestyle. Like, mm. yes, I agree there are certain things that are wrong. You know, animal cruelty is awful. I, I'm believe in that but I'm I'm eating for my body and 
I like honey gives me good benefits, so I'm I'm not depriving myself of honey, which is basically the only thing that like keeps me from being full on vegan. Mm. Okay. Do you have any tips for someone that wants to become more plant based or be gluten free? Many, all of them. <laughs> Start off by going one day a week mm. of having a full day of not having any animal protein, and that's kind of how I started. I was like, can I do this? How do I feel? Right. Let me just start learning other recipes. Let me start learning how to go a full day without animal protein. And let me see if I miss it. So just start having one day or two days out of the week or three days out of the week. Like it's been as far as you want to go. It's up to you and see how you feel. Like really the question is, how do you feel? If you're feeling tired, if you're not recovering from workouts, if your body is sore, Either you might need to start eating more food or you may need more protein in some sort of sense. You Mm. can get it through plants, but it really depends on your body. Like not everybody's body is okay being fully plant-based, right? Mm -hmm. You could also start to live a life where you eat meat a few times a week or like a few times a month. So like you can have this shaded gray type of diet where yes, plants are the majority of your food source, but like you have the burger or you have some chicken or some fish, right? Like Mm -hmm. nothing ever has to be all or nothing. Like we don't have to go to extremes. And I actually, when I work with clients, like I'm not the biggest fan of extremes unless if somebody is saying to me, Hey, my body really doesn't like this. Your body doesn't like it. When it comes to becoming gluten-free, first off, learn what is gluten (laughs) and where gluten is and what products are gluten okay i feel like a lot of us are uneducated about what really is gluten Mm -hmm. and once you start to recognize that rice corn millet quinoa buckwheat amaranth oat flour coconut flour almond flour like garbanzo bean flour like all of those things are gluten free Mm -hmm. you start to recognize that oh my goodness there is a lot that you can do you can have, mm-hmm. like, I eat rice cakes all the time. Some honey nut rice cakes. Oh, my goodness, they are delicious. Totally gluten-free, right? Looking at a bag, of course, is going to help you determine, okay, is this gluten-free or not? It should say gluten-free on it. If it does not say certified gluten-free, you have the chance of either cross-contamination or it really isn't gluten-free. And the reason mm-hmm. why I'm saying that is because oats are one of the biggest offenders. You can get oats that are technically deemed gluten-free as what they are but they're cross-contaminated when they are packaged. So you want to find something Mm. that says gluten-free on the package. Different topic, different day. But basically, (laughs) same type of deal. Like, you can either... So when I do an elimination diet with my client, I'll make... I'll not make them. I'll ask them to go a week, and the entire week, we're not going to have any gluten because I need them to get off of gluten. One of the things that happens with our body is that we don't know what foods we're reacting to because we keep eating the foods and our body mm-hmm. keeps fighting it. And it's like, what am I going through? So you got to take a break. You got to pause, not eat the food for a week and then reintroduce the food. An elimination diet is definitely something that if you do have health conditions, please discuss it with your doctor before just doing it. You know, you want to be sensitive because changing your diet can have implications on your health, depending on what you're going through. But just start with a day, ideally, I'm saying a week, See what happens, reintroduce it, and then see how you feel. But three days, four days, and literally just come up with other meals that are gluten-free. Rice, beans, whatever. Quinoa, whatever. You can have protein and vegetables. That's an easy meal, right? Like, you don't have to always have a grain. Yeah. What do you think about the difference between doing 
an elimination diet to figure out what you're sensitive to versus just doing testing? It's a great question. So I've done both. And I think it depends on what state your health is in. Mm -hmm. In 2016, when I had just finished competition and I went to a doctor, he ran my IgGs and IgEs and all that jazz. And I tested sensitive to all of these foods. What was happening was that my gut was so inflamed that without that test, I may not have really known that those foods were about, like, were bothering my body. Mm-hmm. So that test was able to help me know, like, okay, Crystal, take a little bit of time off from these foods, heal your gut, really focus on that, and then you can start eating those foods again, which I do now. I eat all of those foods. So without the testing, I would not have known, like, string beans. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known bananas. Like, garlic, I knew something was up because I could feel it, but not everything you can't always feel everything. Yeah. And like I would do an elimination diet for the biggest offenders like dairy, corn, soy, peanuts, gluten, but like the nuanced like vegetables, I do mm-hmm. think that testing is a better way to get that answer. Okay. Yeah, cuz I was a couple years ago I was experiencing some of the same issues as you and I was trying to do the elimination, but like I wouldn't like I would cut everything out and then not know like which thing and then I was like whatever I'm just gonna do the test and then I felt like it was like a blueprint to like go from there and then since then I did everything on the list and I had like weird things too like you for like six months and then after that I tried adding back in certain things and certain things like gluten it still irritated me so I was like okay I'm not gonna add that (laughs) yeah no that's perfect that's exactly like the best way I think you could do it that's awesome yeah so I don't I don't really I don't know if you know how we got in contact with each other I know we're Facebook friends but I don't really know how I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) don't know so I just started I think it was probably in March and I think we were friends before that but when I started seeing like your lives your meditation lives and you doing the Wednesday Reiki's that you do that's when I like I guess noticed you or like paid attention to you so can you talk a little bit about what is Reiki and kind of how you got into it yes so Reiki is a Japanese energy healing technique and it basically is coming out of your hands like laying your hands on somebody and you're basically connecting into the energy and providing a healing for that person. You're just the channel. And Reiki's very, very popular at this point, I feel like. I feel like it's very well known. There's other healing modalities out there, but Reiki, it's very gentle, it's very loving, and it's just there to help heal what's ever in your best and highest interest. And I got into it just because I just felt like I was ready for it like it kept coming up it kept being brought up a family member kept bringing it up to me she's like I really think it's time Reiki like what you doing I'm like I hadn't found the right teacher at the time so Mm -hmm. when I first looked for it I was like ah I don't like any of these teachers I don't like any of these programs none of this feels right and then I looked a second time like months later and I found the perfect teacher so I just started that journey But one of the things with Reiki that I do love and that I've been experiencing is that it really opens up my spiritual connection and my spiritual world and my spiritual practice. And so when you first get certified as a Reiki healer, 
Reiki level two, especially you can, it is suggested that you embark on a 21 day journey where you provide Reiki to yourself. And so when I received my Reiki attunement, the Monday after getting, so I, or not the Monday, yes, the Monday. So I think my Reiki attunement was like on Sunday or something. And so on Monday, I felt like I was on cloud nine. I had never felt so like happy and blissed out. Like it was legit amazing. Like I just loved every minute of it. And ever since then, like my life has improved and healed in all the ways that it needed to heal. Like there Mm -hmm. were things that needed to be healed back then. And I'm just forever grateful for Reiki. And my favorite thing of all time with it is just being able to help heal somebody else. Like when you have a session with someone else and they come out of it and they're like, oh my goodness, I feel so much more calm. My heart is like beating slower. I haven't been able to take a deep breath in two weeks. I finally took a deep breath. Like as somebody Mm -hmm. who likes to be of service and help and like heal others, it's really satisfying or like rewarding to be able to know that I was able to channel you know like be part of that like I'm not the one doing the healing I'm just the facilitator but it's just wonderful experience to be able to be involved yeah I think one of the big things that Reiki's helped me with is my anxiety I definitely notice being able to sleep better and just like throughout the day feeling a lot less anxiety um so aside from Reiki what do you what are your top three tips for someone who has anxiety first tip is all right well this is a side note and then we'll go to the tips get blood work done go to your doctors and ask them for blood work and find out what are your vitamin d levels your vitamin b12 like what's going on in your mind because Mm -hmm. what i've learned the hard way is that my anxiety was also part physical like my body wasn't absorbing nutrients so i wasn't getting nutrients to my brain and like yeah i was feeling low i was feeling anxious so that's just one thing. The My other three tips with anxiety is really start to become aware of food, like for real, for real. Like if you're drinking a lot of coffee, if you're having a lot of sugar, if you're having a ton of gluten and you can't handle gluten, you're putting yourself on an emotional roller coaster that's not helping you. Like you're spiking yourself, which makes the anxiety worse. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. So that's my one of my tips. My other tip is, So if you're, this is like, if you're in a freak out moment, Mm -hmm. get yourself into the present moment as quickly as possible. So if you're starting to spiral out, just pay attention to the colors around you, the sounds around you, like really get present and change your thought and move on to a different thought. And with that, if you are in a freak out moment, instead of resisting it and being like, I can't have an anxiety attack, like I'm better than this. Like, no, like I don't want this instead embrace it be like, oh, you're here. Okay, I see you, anxiety. I feel you. I've been here before. And let your heart, like for me, it's always been a racing heart and like a gulp. And I hate growing up. And so like the gulp will make me think that I'm going to throw up and then I'll freak out. So then I, like, I'll like, it's just a vicious cycle, right? So if I just sit there and I'm like, all right, you're gulping. You've been here before. Your heart is racing. You've been here before. Take a deep breath. What do you need? Do you need water? Do you need like hot tea? Okay, go get that. What else do you need? Okay, sit here and play on your phone. Like, I'll distract myself. Mm -hmm. I'll literally just do my best to distract myself and just get into the current moment. Another thing with anxiety, it's like, well, one, I I do believe in clearing our energy and 
like kind of protecting our energy from a spiritual perspective because I'm learning for myself personally that some of my anxiety is on my own. Like mm-hmm. I'm an empath. So if I I was commuting into New York City via um, Port Authority, I'd get off the bus. And when I would get off the bus, it would be like an influx of feelings. And I think it's because I'm just picking up on everyone else's feelings around me. And I like get like this, oh my God, like I need to get out of here right now. Like I yeah. can't be here right now type of feeling. But the more I can kind of stay in my bubble and close off my energy, and so one of my tricks is to have headphones in and kind of like seal myself up, right? Like imagine my chakras kind of closing and being like, all right, focus on your energy. How do I feel? I'm like, focus on my feet and my own, like how do my feet feel on the ground? All right, just tunnel vision and like, let's just go. And I would do that to try to get myself out of there because like I'm saying, like when you're sensitive and you're empathic, it might not be your feelings that you are feeling. And so Mm -hmm. the more you can become aware of how you feel, then you can actually get a grip on like, hold up, is this my anxiety or not? Is this how I feel or not? And then when you do that, it changes the game. So I think those are kind of three of my tips. But the other thing, sorry, I love, I could talk about anxiety (laughs) all day. But the one thing about anxiety that I want you guys to really understand, and this is something that Max and Kip talks about, anxiety and excitement are the same feeling Mm -hmm. legitimately the same feeling in your body when you get excited what happens your stomach is tossing and turning you're breathing faster your heart is racing when you get anxious what happens your stomach is tossing and turning you're breathing heavier your heart is racing right of course there's other symptoms with anxiety but if you change the label if instead of you say Mm -hmm. to yourself oh my god i'm so anxious and you say oh my goodness i'm so excited i'm so excited about this look what i get to do Mm -hmm. it flips it And it changes that feeling. Ah, I know I'm interrupting you listening to the episode, but I just had to share this news with you. I was recently named one of the top 10 branding coaches. And because of that, I just felt super grateful and like I wanted to give back more to you. So I'm currently offering free one-on-one brand coaching calls where you'll tell me your goals with marketing and your business and I'll give you all my feedback based on where you're currently at and where you want to go. I'll also answer any questions you have on that call about branding or marketing. So click the link in the show notes to schedule your free one hour branding call with me and be sure to bring all your questions because I will literally answer any question you have on that call. It's a great opportunity and I'm not going to do this forever. So make sure you click the link in the show notes and I'll let you get back to your episode. Do you have any tips? Cause you're talking about being an empath, which I feel like I'm the same way. And do you have any tips for like, if you're working somewhere, like you have to have meetings with people or you're around your coworkers or your family and you can't necessarily just have headphones on like while they're talking (laughs) near you like how to protect your energy and kind of separate it from them so I imagine myself in a bubble so like Mm -hmm. before like you can do this before you leave you can do this when you're around them you can do this at any time but I will literally envision myself either in like a white bubble or a royal blue bubble, like whatever color you feel called to. And I'll say to myself, like, love is allowed to come in, love is allowed to go out, but anything else, no. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally blocking anything else out. The other thing that I'll imagine is, like, let's say I'm wearing, like, a bodysuit that's, like, a full bodysuit covering my face, all the things, and I'm, like, taking my foot and I'm, like, stepping it into this bodysuit that's a mirror. And, like, the whole bodysuit is literally just a mirror. And I'll, like, imagine myself stepping into that. And then that way, anything that's being reflected onto me is being bounced off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, it's my intention. My intention is that I'm not here to take on anyone else's energy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. Um, and also just being aware of your mindset, being aware of the thoughts that are in your mind, because you can get yourself caught up. But if you're like, mm-hmm. this isn't like, like, if you're just like, all right, I'm here to acknowledge my, like, I'm here to just to keep my own responsibility. I'm responsible for just me. I'm responsible mm-hmm. for myself. I'm here to listen. I'm here to give love. But I'm not here to take on anything else. And so I think the more we can just sit into that intention and understand that love doesn't have to be us taking on somebody else's stuff, right? Love right. isn't us solving someone else's problem. Love can just be being there. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have, like, just because someone else is sad doesn't mean I have to be sad with them. Yeah. I could just hold their hand. You know, so I think it's it's just kind of making it clear in your mind of like, look, this is my boundary. Like, this is it. You're not entering into my stuff. Like, this is my aura. This is my space. I love you. But no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a big thing that I've learned. Like, this year, even, just because whenever someone would tell me something was wrong, like, I wanted to help them fix it. And, like, for me to realize that, one, like, they probably don't want me to help them fix it. Like, they probably are just wanting to vent anyways. So, like, it kind of takes off that pressure of feeling like, I need to fix this for you, and that's why you're coming to me. Definitely. And also saging when you get home mm-hmm. or showering. Like, get that energy off you. Bye-bye. <laughs> so you talk a lot about being mindful and self-aware, which we kind of talked a little bit about. But can you talk about what you mean by that and why you feel like it matters yes so back in 2007 I guess when I first got introduced to living a mindful life I got introduced to living in the present moment and when we're in the present moment we don't really experience anxiety because we're not in the future and we're not in the past right we're not worrying we're literally just here and one of the things that used to happen growing up is I used to play basketball and when I played basketball, I experienced that feeling of time stopping, right? Like you don't know what time it is. You don't know what's going on. You're so engulfed in whatever it is that you're working on. It's amazing. And we can get into those states in different types of ways. Like, especially as an entrepreneur, you probably know this when you're like Mm -hmm. working on something and you like get your groove, all of us experience it in different ways. And so that's a, a feeling that I yearn for. And the more mindful we are and the more we're living in a present moment, the more we experience that feeling of time stopping. Right? Mm. Sometimes we also experience it with love, like with my partner. Time stops. We have fun. Like, where does time go, right? You yeah. just, you don't even know what's happening because you're in that thing. So living a mindful life where you're constantly in the present moment really helps you appreciate your life. And mm. it, it takes away the anxiety. It takes away the fears because all you know is right now. You're thinking about right now. You're enjoying right now. And you're not allowing those moments to get away from you. And then you don't have the regrets. You're not like, oh, I was at so-and-so's house for this event. Oh, I wish I was more present. Oh, I wish I took pictures with them. Like, no, like, you were there. You were with the kids. You were hanging out. You did it, right? Mm -hmm. So with self-awareness, it's really about learning yourself. Like, what I've learned on this journey of mine is that I've given a lot of my power away because 
I didn't always know myself and I didn't always trust my intuition. And I didn't trust that I was going to make a decision that was for my best interest, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just doubted myself. I had a history of like not always making great decisions, which like wasn't even a true belief of mine. But the more aware we can become of ourselves, the more we can recognize like, what is it that I need in this moment? How am I feeling right now? How is this food making me feel? How, you know, like mm-hmm. what is really going on with me? And then this kind of brings it back to that whole anxiety thing and like our energy versus someone else's energy. If you're aware of how you are and how you're feeling, and this is what happens when you're an empath, you've definitely experienced this. But if like you woke up and like you're going through your day and you're like, all right, I'm chill, like I'm cool. This is a good day. (laughs) And then you go out somewhere and instantly you start feeling angry and you have no idea where the anger comes from. If you're aware that you were feeling good the whole time, then you might be able to recognize like, hold up, that anger may not be mine. Because it's not like, why? Where is it coming from? And so it helps you discern better between what's you and what's somebody else and what you might be sensing or picking up on. So, like, for me, and Wayne Dyer talks about this, too, like, self-awareness is the end-all, be-all. Like, if you want to make a change, like you said before, when it came to your business, you weren't necessarily, you were working hard, but you weren't necessarily working on the right things. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to become aware of what right. you were working on to start working on the right things, right? Like, that's all that it is. It's like, in order for us to grow, we just have to become aware of what we are actually doing, where we want to go, and how can we get ourselves there. Yeah. I love that you say in the moment to ask yourself what you need because I feel like, I don't know, people that are like, I guess nice or like care about other people, they're always asking other people like, what do you need? But I don't, I don't know if I even ask myself that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you think about it this way, right? Like you're the one who's responsible for you, right? Right. It's taking full responsibility. And in order to make sure that I'm happy, I have to think like, what? Like, how am I feeling right now? Okay, I'm feeling a little bit blue. Okay, why am I feeling blue? I don't know, well, what do I need to do? Maybe I, I need to write. Like, this is what's coming up for me right now. Okay, I, I need to just write this out. Like, it's something that I have to do to make myself feel better. Like, it, it's never anybody else's responsibility to make me feel better. Like, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not their job. Like, it's not my partner's job. You also mentioned that if you notice like you're suddenly angry, but you realize it was probably because someone else was angry. It's not really your anger. What do you then do? Because sometimes I'll realize that, like, I feel a certain way because of someone else and, like, their situation really has nothing to do with me. Um, But then I still feel that emotion. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I would say feeling an emotion is never a bad thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have moments where, like, it us suppressing it is going to be more detrimental than like if we're picking up on someone else's emotion and we like feel their anger then like just feel the anger and be like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know like I don't know like scream or something and then you'll be like all right I'm done I'm moving on because it's when you're if you're picking up on someone else's anger my point is like if you're able to recognize that it's someone else's anger then hopefully you won't get caught in this vicious mind cycle of trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out and then like listing all the things that you've been angry about and then actually getting yourself angry about all those things right like instead you'll be like dang like that person was really angry oh my goodness like I really I I still feel their anger on me like oh this sucks like (laughs) and then like just like be mad and then get over it you know because it's not you you don't have to go down your list you don't have to spiral out like Mm -hmm. it's just let it go yeah do you have any tips for someone on how they can be more in the present moment yes so 
my like my favorite thing is to be aware like it's it's like looking around and recognizing the colors that are around you mm-hmm. like being tangible um how do I explain really being in the present moment it's allowing your mind to just stop like my favorite trick I, I say this all the time and I said it before like literally just be like oh that's really red oh what color apple does that remind me of like because that question is a present moment question it's not bringing you into the future it's not fully bringing you into the past I means kind of making you like think about something but it's like being in the present it's allowing your mind to just be still allowing yourself to not have any thoughts and just just looking around and taking it in you can also like wash your hands this is an easy tip wash your hands and feel the water on your hands feel the mm. soap if you want to blow a bubble make a little bubble blow a <laughs> bubble with your hand um that's going to keep you in the present moment like that that whole process is literally in the present moment but yeah just describing things in front of you being like like that's why when we meditate i always use the candle flame because the candle flame i can look at it and be like oh look at it dancing why is it jumping like that look at the blue look at the orange and I can mm-hmm. describe the candle flame the whole time which is me being in the present moment describing it the whole time right yeah I read um I think it's called the power of now and I felt like that book really helped me understand I feel like I need to reread it because that was a couple years ago but at the time I felt like it really helped me like be able to stop thinking so much about like the past and the future all the time <laughs> such a good book I love that book yeah one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is because of how much you give and Pretty AF is about being pretty inside and out. So I wanted to ask you what ways you give back and what makes you want to do that. Right now, a lot of my giving back has just been online. So it is giving, doing the free Reiki. It's doing the meditations for you guys. Um, it's basically just showing up, being able to support people however I can. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's having a longer conversation with somebody. It's also like I make it a point to check in with people. I'm very big on that of I haven't heard from people for a while. I just want to, how are you doing? Let me check in on you. So I kind of am like that check-in person. I will say I wish I was doing more like in my community, but just right now it just hasn't been what it is. But on that note, like, of course, if I'm like walking on the street and I like see somebody, I will give money out or something like that or like buy somebody a meal or something like that as well but I do I don't know like for me giving can also just be doing my best to show up and be kind so like when I'm in the store or when I'm interacting with people it's just remembering like I don't know what they're going through let me just be like show up with kindness right so I don't know I probably am giving back in more ways than I recognize that I am but I don't I just do things I don't know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like the meditations that you do and, like, the free group reiki that you do, like, to me, that's huge because you're helping people right now that's, like, there's so much anxiety and, like, so much unknown. So to be able to help people get through that, even if it's for that hour or 15 minutes or whatever, like, I feel like that's so important right now. Thank you. And that's why I forgot to mention my stepfather and I, Tom Nolan, on Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. Every Saturday, we do a Zoom call because he is a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. been practicing for over 40 years. And he wanted to give back. So I host Mm -hmm. the Zoom with my account. 
and he's the one who facilitates it, but he basically helps people work through emotions and he does like basically therapy sessions on these calls and he teaches us his own techniques. Um, so it's just another support group that we've created on Saturday mornings that people have been coming to every weekend. So that's another thing that I've been doing, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to join that, but in Vegas, I think it's like 7.30 a.m., yeah. <laughs> so it's a struggle. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm like, I feel bad for anyone who's on the Pacific Coast time zone whenever we do it, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, 10.30 works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you're doing something for free, like, you can't really <laughs> come on. <laughs> so I want to get into your best tips to be pretty AF. So what is your number one tip for wellness? Be kind. Be kind to yourself first and foremost, embrace yourself with kindness, recognize that we're, you're a human being, I'm a human being, we're all human beings, we're all going through our own struggles, we're all growing and learning, and on that note, forgive, forgive yourself and forgive others, because the forgiveness is what can lock up your heart, Mm -hmm. it's what can, can block you, and I think that sometimes we have to really recognize, especially during this time, what really matters, right, holding on to something that doesn't feel good for 10 years versus just having a relationship and getting over it and forgiving, right? Yeah. And so I think the the more kind we can be, the more we can step into love and just forgive and let ourselves become freer, like let mm-hmm. it go. Yeah, I think that literally is probably my best wellness tip. Yeah, I've noticed with my friends and family and like people on Facebook, there's a lot of arguments going on lately and even myself like I don't get into any of that but I feel like there's things from my past that I've done or like that people have done to me that it's just so hard for me to forgive even myself so do you have any like action steps or tips on how you can forgive yourself or someone else my favorite 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 way of all time is (laughs) to write a letter to this person and sometimes you have to write more than one letter like you know if things come up and resurface every time but write to them saying everything that you wish you could say to their face because what's gonna, what ends up happening is that sometimes in relationships a person won't be able to give you what you need like you yeah. want to hear this from them and they're not going to tell you this they're just not like it, it's not what it is so what you can do is you can write a letter and you can curse them out. You can say everything you want to say. You can get it all out there. And if you have to forgive yourself, write the letter to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I can't believe I allowed this to happen. You know, I did whatever. Write the letter to yourself. And then rip it up. Let it go. And then do it again. And do it again. And do it again. There's also, I'm going to totally butcher it, Hoponopo, which is like a forgiveness type of meditation Mm -hmm. that's really powerful that you can do you can also use reiki to send reiki to your relationships to your previous self and heal you know the current emotions that you're having from those situations so anyone who is a reiki healer i definitely recommend using the reiki to help you with that but i think it, it i think it's just you know sometimes we have to take ownership for actions that we have and embrace the fact that we do have shadow sides that we might not be proud of we're human Mm -hmm. you know yeah but the more we can be aware of our tendencies and be aware (laughs) of ourselves then we know what's going to trigger us we know what we might what we are capable of doing what Mm -hmm. our actions could be like and it's just about loving it all you know forgive it and love it 
and also like to think about times where like you've done something awful like not like crazy awful but like your parents have forgiven you right like your Mm -hmm. friends have forgiven you and so that's kind of one of the things that I go to it's like all these people have forgiven me for x y and z it's time for me just to forgive myself for it like it's okay like I'm human yeah yeah and it sometimes I think too like if my friend or family member did this would I forgive them like yeah, obviously. I love them, so why not <laughs> forgive yourself? Exactly. So what is your number one beauty tip? Drink water. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that serious, though. Drink water and sleep. Your skin looks so much better when you drink enough water. Like, I've always gotten compliments all the time. And I just now, at 30, started getting into, like, a normal skin routine for the last, like, month where I, like, wash and moisturize and apply <laughs> things to it okay I've never done that before wow. and <laughs> water is literally the best thing that you can do for your beauty I swear how much water at least two liters a day is always my suggestion I think in the summertime if somebody is like active you might be drinking more up to a gallon mm-hmm. but I would definitely strive for at least two liters does your celery juice count towards water or no. not? <laughs> <laughs> it's celery juice. It's not water. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your number one business tip? I think my number one business tip is to allow yourself to grow and be on a journey and allow it to be an experiment and to never give up if you believe in it. I think looking at it as a journey is so important because if you're an entrepreneur like you probably do have really big goals and it can feel like for me recently like it can feel really easy to feel like I'm not accomplishing anything because I haven't hit those big goals yet even though like if I really look at it like yeah I have done a lot (laughs) so I definitely agree with that (laughs) yeah and on that note as you just mentioned like write down your daily accomplishments Mm. that's you know if if you write down I think every day if you write down what you're grateful for what you accomplish and what you are forgiving today Mm. it's a wrap (laughs) (laughs) is that in your I know you have a planner journal is that part of it the accomplishments and the gratitude is not Mm -hmm. the forgiveness piece that's like a new addition into my routine Mm. Okay. But if I make it, so like this journal, actually, um, I only have a few left right now. And basically like this is only for 2020. So right. when these are done, it's a question of if I'm going to make another batch. So I'm contemplating making another batch, but basically like the journal itself doesn't have any dates in it. So if you were to buy it now, you can just pick it up and start wherever it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that this set has a calendar for the 2020 moon phase. So if mm-hmm. you get it later you're just not gonna have the newest moon phase calendar like that's all yeah I got one I just need to start using it (laughs) whenever you're ready it's sitting there (laughs) so how can people find you or work with you or take the next steps with you so as you mentioned I'm on a lot of different platforms (laughs) I would say one of the best ways to find me is at crystalray.com I am 
most active on Facebook and Instagram. I put out different content on both, but like my Facebook will overlap with my Instagram. Follow me on both places, I would say, if you want to get like my whole picture. So Instagram and Facebook, it's both Crystal Ray. My name is spelled crazy complicated. I'm sorry. It'll be in the show notes, but you can spell it in case they're driving. (laughs) Okay. So it's K-H-R-Y-S-T-L-E-R-E-A. So crystalray.com for my website, Crystal Ray on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, Crystal Ray. My blog is builtskinny.com, which you'll get from my website. My podcast is a blissfully balanced life. And I think that's all the things. My Etsy shop is Crystal by Crystal. So a few few different places, but you'll figure it all out eventually. <laughs> and you do the live meditations on Facebook only, right? Yes, I only do the live meditations on Facebook. I don't do them on Instagram. Because the at one now like you can't put your lives up for twenty four hours. Yeah. So I'm not putting the I'm not gonna put it in my feed. I'm particular with my feed. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. So are there any last minute tips or things you wanted my listeners to know? I guess the last tip would just be to continue connecting in with your inner power and recognizing that you have everything that you need and that you can find all the answers inside of yourself just about taking a moment to connect in, letting yourself go on this beautiful journey and have fun experimenting. Like if you Mm -hmm. ever go on a health journey, if you ever start changing how you eat, it's the most beautiful, fun, experimental, exciting journey, right? It's not a punishment. And so the more we can look at all of these things, whether it be business or wellness as a journey, as something fun, the more fun it will feel. And like the quicker result, the quicker you will get the want and it just, it's just so amazing. And so I really just want you guys to understand that you are so powerful, like incredibly powerful. And literally you can change your life and change your world as quickly as you want to. So this is the last question that I ask every guest. What does being pretty AF mean to you? When you say it, I always, I think, you know, it's about being pretty on the inside, you know, it's about that inner beauty and Mm -hmm. letting the inner beauty shine out. So I just think of it as sitting into our authentic self and really letting our authenticity to shine through. And of course, coming from a place of love all the time. Wow, there was so much gold in that episode. I just want to thank you, Crystal, one more time for coming on the podcast and sharing all this with us. I know right now, at least my anxiety is through the roof. So anything that I can do to help it is always appreciated. And you're always such a bright light. So I just thank you for coming on the show and sharing this with us. And I want to thank you, the listener, for taking this time for yourself to learn and to grow and to get whatever it is that you need right now. So thank you. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.